We are Queerly Canadian. I'm Jen. And I'm Rebecca. And this is our podcast where we talk about love, spirituality, family, social justice, health on every level, and sexuality, obviously, through a queer and Canadian lens. Heads up, we may use explicit language and cover adult topics. And now to the episode! Hey everybody! Hello! We're back again! We are back and we're at it. Yeah, our first, uh, our pilot went pretty well. I think it did. I think all the listeners out there who gave it a shot and who are back for more. Yes, and thank you for the feedback. It was really nice. It was. It, it makes us feel like we might have a voice out here in the ether. You got it. So today we have a special inner child episode that we wanted to present to you. We've been doing a lot of inner child work recently. Right. And um, Jen, why don't you tell us what, what does inner child mean for those of us who don't really, who aren't really familiar with the concept? Um, some work that, well, inner child work is very trendy right now. Inner child. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. (laughs) Sorry. And we're always on trend. Oh yeah. Everybody has an inner child because really we're all just toddlers walking around in, in adult bodies, I believe. Um, and so inner child work is acknowledging and healing the traumas, the micro traumas and the major traumas and everything in between that affect us as children. Um, That's a whole lot of work. It's a whole lot of work. And, and it's, for me, it's like this reparenting and this soothing of the inner child, but also like a gentle reprogramming as well, taking all of those things that Johnny took my lollipop at this age and I learned to never trust anyone and slowly bringing bringing that trust back by acknowledging that the child is unhappy and sad and feels betrayed but also knowing that we are now adults and we we can we can handle this kind of stuff and you might say that um we could, like only we know how to comfort our own inner child better than anyone else could have like even better than our own parents could have because we know what our inner child needed exactly oh that just hit me a big thought there Damn, i it was a light bulb I moment had my, i had my eyes closed and i was like <laughs> taking that in <laughs> deep thoughts here <laughs> that's what we do yeah um yeah so it's so true because a lot of us didn't get to express ourselves because of the environment we were in or just because of our own personalities. It was very difficult. So, yeah. So that's that's it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. And really, we want to put a sort of queer twist on this. We do, of course. As we would in every episode. As we would. As we will. As we will. (laughs) (laughs) But... We can sh- we can uh, talk about that as we go along. We sure will. Sounds good. 
I'll talk a little bit about the inner child work that is going on for me and why this is such a big theme for me right now. I've been doing some of this work for a few years, but it's become so apparent recently, lately through therapy and through um, subconscious imprinting technique. This is something we can talk about later. I'm learning the patterns that are playing a role in my life today that were programmed back then when I was a little girl. And, you know, these these things that block me from doing things like podcasts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> from from finding uh, finding my path from acting instead of procrastinating you know all, all those little things so through through this inner child work i found myself taking a few tools like um talking to little jen deep inside you know uh reimagining that initial event that created this pattern and saying to it like hey i see that and you really would have liked x y and z to happen instead and so yeah there's a lot of self-soothing there's reparenting there's like rebecca said like telling the inner child inside exactly what it wants to hear because it probably didn't hear that as as a child so it helps navigate the hard emotions and the patterns that come up. Um, for me, what I'm really seeing is that being understood and being seen, and I think that's kind of all of us, but that was like such a big thing. Not, not just being seen, like being seen as really fucking special. Like I, mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to be special. <laughs> Didn't we all? Yes. Didn't we all? Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't know, Rebecca, what is your take on inner child work and what, what is your inner child needing these days? Yeah. So I think for me that, um, I just noticed over time, like my inner child was really that stifled part of me that had never really been able to express herself completely and really, finding that voice was really hard for me as an adult. And like only recently I've really been finding that, but it never was really apparent to me until I did the sit session with you. And that's the subconscious imprinting technique. Yeah. And that was just like, wow, like it really just brought me back to that time. And those really young feelings of um, having your parents want you to be quiet and not be so crazy and attention seeking and all that. But it's hard when you're like the entertainer in your family and everyone else just wants you to, Hey, be quiet, get, get out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 They dim your light. They do. And I think everyone has, you know, everyone has a story and everyone has some healing to do of their inner child some of us more than others but I think it's like such important work because that's just like the root of who you are mm -hmm. and when you're developing as a young person if those things get stunted you just you just your body keeps getting bigger and mm -hmm. but that stuff hangs around you know it does it 
It really does. I saw like a, it was a beautiful thing. I'll share it on the show notes or something. Um, but same thing it was saying, like there are no monsters or demons in the world. We're just all, we all started from the same thing and we just got, we're all kids inside that are equally confused and, and scared and yeah. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you know, like lots of people are afraid of adulting and everything like that. It's even people you wouldn't recognize. It's like, wow, you really got it together. And it's like, no, I'm scared shitless. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what we're here to do. I, like, I think our generation and definitely the next generations are going to be doing this better, but not showing only one side of ourselves and being more open and vulnerable so that we don't feel so alone so that we do get seen and we can shine absolutely through this work too i'm i'm curious i was curious where where does the queerness fit in Hmm. so I don't know. I I come in here a little bit unprepared, just maybe having a conversation here with my love about like, when did it start? The queerness? (laughs) The queerness. Like, I know, Mm -hmm. I, I know there's a lot of opinions on this, but it's like, are we born this way? Is it written in our DNA? Is it is it astrological? Like, are there signs of queerness? And did do we see these signs of queerness and also how does these traumas that happen to us how did that play out in queerness in us and like how it how comfortable we were with accepting who we were yeah that was a lot of questions all in one yeah I feel and I feel like that's like a different topic is like the whole what causes it yes (laughs) you know it is a whole different topic but it's also like all the textbooks and biology and everything say we don't know and it's kind of one of those awesome mysteries and I think of it as a gift of sorts oh definitely a gift (laughs) you're a gift you're a gift I would just ask you Jen um you can only speak for yourself right so what do you feel like Mm. is it part of your inner child Mm -hmm. of young Jen being a queer one (laughs) I, I analyze, I analyze it a lot. Um, A whole other topic is, you know, how much we question our sexuality and our gender identity and, and all of that, and whether it's valid over and over and over. And so I have thought a lot about my inner child. And when I speak to her, when I see her and soothe her and listen I do see, all I can come up with is that I see somebody who doesn't feel like she belongs. She feels different. She feels unheard and misunderstood right. and, and kind of fit into boxes. And then the coping mechanism was to just continue to live in those boxes because those boxes were what got positive feedback or at least they didn't get negative feedback right Mm. and so it's so hard to say because like you Rebecca and you can tell your story too but 
it I didn't even know it existed like I didn't know that yeah being gay was a thing Mm -hmm. because there's zero examples within my family my I, I feel like my child was just confused all the time just confused and there's no context for it and as as she's growing up it's like certain things give her funny weird feelings and certain things give her excited feelings and as you start to build your repertoire then then you start to realize like where sexuality might come into that but that's all I can think of is that my queerness was like the buds of the queerness were like that just feeling different and like Mm -hmm. I didn't fit in somewhere so where maybe a little bit everywhere but yeah Mine is kind of similar too, in that I didn't have any queer examples whatsoever around me. None at all. None in my family. We didn't see it on TV. I, you know, I had a nuclear family, you know, to start with anyways. And it just wasn't an option in my mind. It's not something I could even fathom. So it's not something I knew as a child at all. For me, it was more like puberty where certain things started happening with hormones and whatnot. But that's for a whole nother story. (laughs) Um, But yes, as a child, I felt different in ways too. I I felt like I had, I was more like flamboyant and outrageous and like wild than people around me. (laughs) So that's how I felt different, but I would have never pinned it to being gay or anything. Mm -hmm. I was I was a pretty femme little girl too, which is I know pretty hard for some people to imagine. But I wore the dresses and I played with dollies and more than anything I just wanted to be a mom and I just mommed all my dolls and I didn't mom my friends, but I bossed them around. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely was a a little feminist for sure, because I saw my mom yelling at my dad, so I portrayed those kinds of things. <laughs> when we did a play for school, I remember being, being, um, I, me and this other girl were fighting to be the mom in the play and she won for whatever reason. And I said, okay, well, I'll be the dad. Fine. I'll just make this absolutely outrageous. And I did. And it was great. And I loved it. I just played like this kind of Homer Simpson type of character, like, like drinking and burping and sitting on the couch and watching TV and being obnoxious. And my teacher said to my mom, you got quite the feminist on your hands. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So yeah, there was, I guess that's sorry for that random story. No, but it, it, it shows that like, there's, there's parts of your childhood that supported that part of you too. Right? Like, it's kind of cool because I'm I'm thinking for, from the standpoint of like what quelled what like what blocked that queer part of me mm-hmm. in my inner child and how you know how I didn't see this and I didn't see that and and my voice was stifled and any any emotion we had was brushed over like oh you don't know anything yet yeah and so but in but that's one example of like a part of you that that was kind of nurtured i suppose by by the situation at home 
yeah. in a weird, strange, positive way. I guess way. so, yeah. But it would have been interesting to know for you and me if we had had more awareness. Mm -hmm. Would we feel free to come out or or have those feelings or, you know? It's so it would have been to interesting say. to know. It is so hard to say. Our coming out stories will be coming. Yes. We will share those with you, as cringy as they might be. We will have a special for each of us. Yep. I'm building up. Oh, man. Oof. Yeah, me too. Building I up. I want to relive that. Yeah. Um, building up the vulnerability here on on air. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just, it's so interesting to think about that. And I think I'm going to keep pondering whether or not yeah like I, I always will I'll always analyze it and I'm trying not to analyze it from that standpoint of like you know am I am I not is this real is this not because I'm tired of that whole thing going on and on right and that's probably some inner child work in itself so trusting our feelings right yeah that's a big one too so that being said, the next thing that I'm that this brings up is like what we're doing other than this, like the therapeutic, like speaking and soothing to our inner child, how we're taking back our inner child right now as a lesbian couple who is rewriting, who are rewriting everything like we we're blending our families we have not a lot of models out there of what to do so what this has done for us is liberated us to just create the life that we want and now when we're doing our inner child work and everything and seeing what these children inside us that we still are completely seeing what brightens them up what is it we're doing? What are you doing right now, Rebecca, to, for for your inner child? Well, it's so nice to have um, a partner who really wants that in you to come through, like your inner child and what your inner child wants and understands that. I think that's really given me a bit of a boost to, to go after what I've always wanted to uh, pursue in in work and have work as something that I love and not a job that I hate. So pursuing, like now I'm doing TikTok videos, which are absolutely ridiculous. If you need a little laugh, check it out. Um, the Homer Simpson character <laughs> came back. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I had never heard that story before right now. Really? And, I, and when you're telling me that, I'm like, oh my God, you just, you, you're recreating. Yeah. A lot of my characters are kind of along those lines. Anyways. And getting back to writing, which I've always loved doing. Rebecca showed me, like, I got to look through her early books that she wrote at eight years old. And I just loved the, the one where she wrote sexy. And it was S-E-K-S-Y. <laughs> -S that was, like, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't spell, but I could write, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was did. writing stories. And illustrating them, too. Yep. They were pretty bad, but uh, I love doing them. So, yeah, writing and, and uh, acting and creating. 
So it's nice to be able to pursue that now and like have that confidence now. Like I say, that sit session just sort of removed that block that had been there for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's like right away, I was like, okay, we need to write. Mm -hmm. I need to start. It doesn't matter how old I am. I'm going to start doing these TikTok videos. I'm going to start putting myself out there and just see what happens. I mean, I I don't want to not try. Mm. And what about you? Well, babe, (laughs) I, I just want to acknowledge that I, I love you for it. And the moment I met you, like you light up when you talk about what you were like as a child. And so I always, I, I knew that like, you got to follow that lightness, right? And I just love seeing you excited about things. So yeah, and in the same way, I have finally met somebody too who's like zero judgment. I'm I am allowed to be absolutely everything I am. And it's uncomfortable and it's weird and all of these things that I feel like I stifled in myself as a kid of course I'm silly of course I'm not always serious you know I may have a stellium in Virgo and so like yeah I'm a serious person I I I can do a good chart and but I know another side and I love you for that too exactly and so but like as a kid it was it was the other part that was celebrated and so you just learn to even if I'm having fun, I would stifle it so nobody would feel like I was excited because God forbid I showed any excitement, you know, I so sad, but like, and it was part of my persona too. It was just like, Oh, I can't, I can't be, be that person, Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to embrace that. I can be every single one of these things. I can be a healer and I can have a silly queer podcast that's here for fun and that's this this podcast is part of it it's like I'm it's not that I'm saying this is silly but this one's for fun I'm not I'm not trying to you know change the world well I kind of am but like (laughs) (laughs) but we're having fun doing it and I do it with my partner and I don't know I'm I'm on this journey right now to find that balance and I'm still allowed to do some organization every once in a while and I'm still allowed to be a project manager here and a healer there and a teacher here and a mother there but I can also be this kid inside I can also be a lover and I can also be a a caretaker even like I can be all of these things without any judgment because nobody's watching no one's watching exactly and I think the inner child is um that true self that stays with you and doesn't really change like it's the core of who you are and it's the part of you without any you know self-judgment or Mm. or any of that it's just the pure joy that you Mm. have as a kid if if you can all think of of that Mm. that like a time when you were a child and you just felt just pure joy and doing whatever it is that you love to do. Mm-hmm. I think that stays with you. And the more you can tap into that, the better you're going to be. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm still a big child. I'll, I'll always be a big child, bigger than most. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like before we were together, you would say that, but you didn't get to express it no. as much. And now, so Rebecca brought up this this memory, her her best memory so far of us being kids together. Do you want to tell the story? Sure. So it was during the heat wave last year, and um, Jen and I were, um, like everyone else, dying from the heat. I was I was over at her house, like, camped in. Uh, we were trying to live off the air conditioner, which was dying and making strange robot noises. And uh, we were just like, we gotta, it was like the hottest day. We gotta get to a, a body of water. We just got to. So we went over to Spanish Banks and, and dove in. And it was the first time we went swimming together. Mm-hmm. But man just something happened we hit that cold water and it was like all the relief of the boiling heat and we just turned into children together and we were just wrestling and laughing and giggling and my like face was sore from all the laughing and we were just frolicking and I I just felt like I was a little kid yeah with you and you were like you know my best friend and we're (laughs) we're just like two crazy kids it was so liberating that voice of mine inside that's like adults don't do this what <laughs> like and people were staring at us people like were we were definitely staring and i'm like i didn't I give wonder, a shit <laughs> yeah i was like i wonder how old they think i am I, we are like i wonder if we were like thrashing we were thrashing we were diving through the waves they might have thought we were drowning and it's possible <laughs> the lifeguard walked lifeguard by it was suspicious yeah yeah, I'm 41 and I'm doing that. And uh, yeah, so liberating. So as Rebecca said, we want to we want to encourage you all to really dive deep. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, it can be the most simple thing. But do something for that inner child this week. Yeah. And we'd love to hear about it if you would like to share. Yeah, that would be great. Please keep listening. We thank you so much for your support. Yes, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Mwah. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and follow. It really helps. Find us on Instagram at QueerlyCDN. We drop some pics. See you next time, homo sapiens. Sapiens.